Welcome, my friends. It is indeed the Tuesday edition of Bo Snerdley's Rush Hour. If you would like to weigh in on anything during the course of the program today, 800-848-WABC is the number to do that. 800-848-9222. The news is bursting at the seams. For the past hour or more, I have been watching proceedings down there yonder in Fulton County, Georgia, where Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis, the paramount involved in this case, Mr. Nathan Wade, has his divorce lawyer testifying today about what the divorce lawyer knew about their relationship. That would be the relationship between Da Fanny, D-A Fanny, Da Fanny, and Mr. Wade, it has been quite interesting. The lawyer, a lawyer, obviously, uncomfortable, does not want to squeal on his bud. But being asked pretty direct questions, this guy had volunteered all kind of information to Miss Merchant, the lawyer for one of the defendants who filed, who brought this whole incident of the relationship to light. In a text, he had t- he had said, "Hey, no, no, relationship began. They met here. They did this. They under under oath. The guy, I don't recall. I don't recall. Uh, I was speculating. I don't recall. I know nothing. Uh, leave me alone." And it is excruciating to watch if you are not used to the sort of back and forth that goes on in the courtrooms, the continuous interruptions for objections. Most of the objections that uh, the prosecutor side in this race have been, I shouldn't say most, I wasn't keeping track from what I hear. I believe most had been overruled. And what is becoming apparent is that this lawyer, the lawyer, Terrence Bradley, is in the worst predicament of his life. He puts some things in text. It's kind of like the Josh Steiner Diaries. Now he's trying to figure out how to deny what he wrote in Texas, what he actually meant. The, 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 I'm not going to hide this. The, the problem that I have in looking at this is I obviously come into it with an opinion, and my opinion from the get-go is let's see how they're going to lie. And so when I hear these, his responses, immediately I say, oh, this guy's lying. But I'm not a judge and I'm not a lawyer. I don't know with how what I heard is going to how it's going to play out in terms of a ruling. Now, the cell phone from Mr. Wade that we learned pinpoints, oh, I saw the excuse for that over the weekend. Apparently, the excuse that Da Fanny and Nathan Wade are giving is that they were actually not at home doing the grown-up, doing those visits where he shows up near her place at 12 midnight, and then leaves at whatever and heads home at 3 or 4 in the morning. No, no, no. They weren't doing the grown-up. He wasn't on a booty call with Daphne. They were going to look at crime scenes together. So that that's what I read over the weekend. So the excuse was, no, no, yeah, and just, just, I mean, picture that. You know, here you are, the DA, the guy you have a relationship with or had a relationship with, you claim you didn't, visiting your house at midnight. And why is he visiting your house at midnight? Oh, we were just going to go look at some crime scenes at midnight. 
Oh, yeah, that sounds really convincing. And we stayed at the crime scene for about two or three hours just looking. And then he went home to his wife. Not a good look. If, 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 if what I saw and my interpretation of it is correct, Da Fanny has dug herself into a big hole. These people have lied before the court, if what I believe is correct. They have said that their relationship was a short and brief one, when in fact now the overwhelming evidence point to it being a much more involved relationship. They've lied about the timeline of it, if what I'm seeing is correct. Now, again, how much of that will be provable by the evidence that was admitted, these texts that came from the divorce lawyer today? I don't know. So I'm the one speculating right now. I believe that they're lying. I believe it's been well demonstrated that they're lying. I believe they're in trouble. That this farce that they've put up is not going to withstand judicial scrutiny. I could be wrong. Let us turn to some things that I know I'm not wrong about. (laughs) And there's no danger of me being wrong about. The Amazon Prime Washington Post today has a remarkable story. Remarkable. According to the Amazon, oh, by the way, Princess Diana, I have a story in the stack for you today. Just for you. The first person, you and your ladies of waiting. You are the first people I thought about, Princess Diana and her ladies of waiting, when I saw this this story in the Daily Mail today. Just wondering what your reaction would be. That's all. Okay, back to the Amazon Prime Washington Post. According to said Amazon Prime Washington Post, the economy is roaring. It's not just a good economy. Their headline, the economy is roaring. Immigration is a key reason. So we get a twofer. Not only is everybody running against Joe Biden just or or the main impotence for wanting him out of the houses, out of the White House, is that he has destroyed the American economy. But according to the Washington Post, they no, 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 no. You people have it all wrong. The economy is roaring. And as for you people upset about immigration, here's here. No, it's immigration that's making our economy roar. So see, you've been wrong about everything. Joe Biden's done a great job. Your economy is roaring, and immigration, immigration is the key to the roaring economy. Immigration has propelled the U.S. job market further than just about anybody expected, helping cement the country's economic rebound from the pandemic as the most robust in the world. So here we are. It's not China that has the most robust economy in the world, according to the Amazon Prime Washington Post. It's us. We have the most. We have. Why, folks, the economy's just going gangbusters. We have the best economy in the whole wide world. And it's those immigrants, those, those immigrants. You know, Republicans want to build that damn wall. And no, 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 no wall. Just keep the open borders because, because immigrants are fueling. Our roaring economy, it's roaring all over. Tony the Tiger, roaring. It's great. The economy's just fantastic. The momentum picked up aggressively last year when we 
reached the 6 million illegal immigrant mark. About 50% of the labor market's extraordinary recent growth came from foreign-born workers between January 23 and January 24. So you see, Joe Biden and the Democrats didn't do anything wrong. They led to the greatest economic recovery of all time. The American economy is roaring. It's great, thanks to immigrants. And all you Republicans talking about immigration and how bad the economy is, why, why, you're wrong. The American economy is roaring. I have a few more stories about the economy here. Let's let's delve through the economics back then. The economy's roaring. Here's proof, I guess. Uh, headline, Macy's to close 150 stores in a major town. Well, so in spite of the roaring economy, Macy's will close 150 underperforming stores over the next three years, the department store said Tuesday, more than a third of locations. The economy's roaring so much that Macy's is going to get rid of a third of their stores. That's how great this, the economy's great, and immigrants are to blame. I mean, to at, immigrants are responsible for all the growth. Immigrants are responsible for Macy's having to close up, well, if you listen to the Washington Post, 150 stores, a third of their location. Why, Macy's is shutting down a third of their stores. By 2026, there will be just 350 Macy's stores. They're getting rid of 150 stores and the roaring economy. Oh, it says here in the article that both Neiman Marcus and J.C. Penney have filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection, and fellow chain Sears now has only a dozen stores. They had 4,000 stores back in 2012. They have 12, 12 stores today. The economy's roaring. Okay, next story. Let's see where this is. This is from the Wall Street Journal. Food is taking a bite out of your income. These consumers are getting creative. Shoppers share strategies for coping with food inflation, including potluck dinners, gardening, and even hunting. Why, ladies and gentlemen, the economy's roaring so much, Washington Post, that people are now having to go out and hunt their own food and skin it and dress it. And put it in their freezer. Go out, shoot it, kill it, and eat it. Kill it, skin it, and eat it. That's how roaring the economy is. Oh, and they're having potluck dinners. Let's just throw anything in there and just, economy's roaring. Immigrants are a key reason. So here you go. Immigrants are a key reason that people are out hunting food now, their own food, having potluck dinner. Of course, immigrants are not to blame for that, but, but, you know, the Washington Post says immigration is a key reason the economy is roaring so much, so let's go with it. Eating rice and beans instead of meat. Planning out meals a month in advance. Trying to raise more food in the backyard gardens. Americans are changing the way they eat, shop, and live to cope with a stretch of record food inflation. The economy is roaring. Immigration is the key reason. Washington Post. Hundreds of readers responded to a Wall Street Journal article last week that illustrated how food 
has come to consume the biggest portion of America's income since 1991. And it goes on. This is a lengthy article. I won't bore you with the rest of it. You got the gist of it. Oh, let's revisit Washington Post. The economy's roaring. Immigration is the key. Next story from the Daily Mail. Wells Fargo, Bank of America, Citizens, PNC, and Stantrida, I've never heard of that bunch, announced further 31 branch closures. Wait a minute. Banks are closing their branches. <gasps> Why would banks be closing down? Their American banks filed to close 31 branches in a single week this month. That's just a week. 31 branches of banks because the economy is roaring so much and immigration is the key. And so the banks have decided, well, what do we do? The economy's roaring. Immigrants are the key. Let's shut down banks. Let's just go ahead and shut them down. American banks filed to close 31 branches in a single week this month with Wells Fargo and PNC accounting for more than half. Texas was worse hit with closures set for Houston, Laredo, and Cyprus. Right down there in Texas. Wait a minute. Amazon Prime Washington Post. Breaking news. Breaking news. The economy is roaring. Immigration is a key reason. All right. Let's go, I know, to the New York Times. New York Times has their own story, lads. Let's check in and see what the New York Times has to say. Here it is. Huh. Subscribers only newsletter written by Peter Qua. I'm a subscriber, so I can tell you what's in it. You don't have to pay for it. American savings are shrinking. Should we be wait a minute? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Washington Post said the economy is roaring. Immigration is a key reason. The New York Times says American savings are shrinking. They're asking if we should, if there's a recession in the United States this year, it probably won't be because consumers spontaneously run out of spending power. And this guy, Peter Coy, put together five charts that show that consumers are in reasonably good shape, although life is getting harder. Harder for the most vulnerable groups. Hmm. Hmm. But people are saving less. They're digging into their savings. That's what the New York Times says. Let's continue, shall we? Uh, here's another story. This one is from the Daily Mail. Bunch of Brits over there. Biden announces $1.7 billion in effort to end hunger. Wait a minute. How can there be hunger in the United States when the economy is roaring and immigrants are the key? How can there be any hunger? The economy is roaring. Roar. It's great. Look at this. Biden announces $1.7 billion in effort to end hunger in the United States by 2030. Oh, they're not ending hunger. This, this, this billion dollars... Almost two billion. It's not coming right away. It's going to be spread out over the next six years, which means they're okay. They're going to end hunger with one point seven billion dollars. That's all it takes to end hunger. Seventeen million households. It says here don't have enough food. Somebody ought to talk to these people at the Washington Post. 
I'll call him and just tell him, you know, uh, let me see the authors of this thing, Rachel Siegel, Lauren Gurley, and Meryl Kornfeld. Somebody ought to tell these people that they need to talk with the folks over at the Daily Mail and find out how come 17 million households, not people, 17 million households don't have food. But the economy is roaring. Oh, go ahead. Fine. Play the music. I got one more story here. Sony cuts 900 jobs from PlayStation division in latest tech culling. PlayStation. There are lines to get PlayStations at Christmas time. You can't, and this is PlayStation. Sony. 900 jobs. But don't worry about it. Those of you people that are going to be out of work from your bank closing down or sitting around hungry because 17 million, million people don't have households, don't have enough to eat. Don't worry about it. Those of you who are spending your savings to try to, those of you out hunting today because you need food. And so you now have to hunt for it, kill it, cook it, eat it. Those of you getting ready to get tossed out by Macy's, don't worry about it. The economy is roaring. And the next time you see an immigrant, go kiss them because they are the key to the roaring economy. Birthday today, Neil Schoen. American rock guitarist, songwriter, vocalist. You know the group, he's with Journey. He was also a member of Santana back in the 70s. But Neil Schoen, birthday today. WABC Talk Radio 77. Bo Snerdley here presiding over the roaring economy. It's great out there. And immigrants are the key. Is on the air. Attention, Ditto Heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. On this day in 2001, Carlos Santana returned to Otlan de Lanvaro, the Mexican town where he grew up. I hope I pronounced that right. Try it again. Artland de Nevada. Mexican town he grew up. First time he'd been there in 46 years. They have a statue of him, his father. His father was a, his father was a player. Oh really? Yeah. It's, uh, I've never heard that name of that town before, but I believe it's Outland de Navarro. That's what I thought I said. That's what you said. I didn't roll my I, I didn't roll my R's. I didn't say Navarro. 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 They right. They gave him the keys to the city, and they named him their favorite son. Now, Derek Hunter this week, Derek Hunter on our Saturday morning radio extravaganza, called Carlos called 
Carlos Santana, a communist scum. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Communist scum. So I'm going to uh, dedicate this segment to Derek. There you go. One of our favorites, Carlos Santana here at WABC. I mentioned, and, and we are going to grab some calls soon. I mentioned that I found the story, and the first thing I thought of was my very own, our very own Princess Di and her ladies-in-waiting. That would include Lady Benedict and the America's Small Caffeinated Mom, Rhonda Schrock out there, um, and, and, and also the Countess of Conspiracy, who I haven't talked to. She kind of kicked me to the curb. Um, but I'll catch up with her soon. Anyway. Uh, here's the story. And by the way, when I said this story made me think of Princess Di and her ladies in waiting, it's not because I'm assigning what's in this story to them. I just wanted to know. I, I, my thought was, gee, I wonder what Princess Di and her ladies in waiting, especially Lady Benedict, would think about this one. Here's the headline, folks. <clears throat> and you guys may want to listen very closely to this, too, uh, and, and consider this you've been warned. Here's the headline. More women are psychopaths than previously thought, experts claim. These are the seven signs to look for. <laughs> uh, from Patrick Bateman, to Tom Ripley, on-screen psychopaths are usually male, not to mention violent criminals. This may fuel the assumption that the vast majority of psychopaths are men. But now, <clears throat> now, an academic, I guess, study claims this may be misguided. Dr. Clive Body, expert at Anglia Ruskin University says female psychopaths are more common than we think. Yes. What'd you say, Rich? <laughs> I said I'd agree with that. <laughs> okay. I Females. I, I, I dated a couple of them here and there. <laughs> I can't say that I have experienced it firsthand, but I will t I will give everyone the benefit of the doubt here. Yeah, and, and you'll tell us if you do come across. You're young. You're just getting started, Tom. So <laughs> you'll let us know if you wanted to. <laughs> okay. Signs of psychopathy in women are different to men and often come in the form of sexually seductive and manipulative behavior. Hmm. Hmm. Other key signs include spreading lies or rumors and expressing violence verbally in the form of shouting or screaming. This kind of ties into that story we did yesterday, but I'm not going to go there because I took a lot of flack yesterday. <sighs> According to Dr. Bodie, uh, uh, female psychopaths use deceit and sexually seductive behavior to gain social and financial advantage more than male psychopaths do. Psychopaths are driven by a need to have power, 
over and control other people via whatever resource they have available to them. For male psychopaths, this may veer toward physical domination through violence, bullying, and threats. For female psychopaths, this may veer toward manipulation through seduction, relational aggression, spreading rumors and lies about people, aimed at gaining gaining personal advantage and preferment over those people. So... Wait, Ron, are you linking this to the menopause article? (laughs) Lady Benedict, only seven signs? Yes. It's a new field of research. We may learn more. From what you've said so far, then yeah, I've definitely dated the psychopath or two. You, you definitely dated one. Yeah. Okay, then. 1980. Winners at the Grammy Awards included The Doobies, What a Fool Believes, Billy Joel's 52nd Street is the Best New Artist, Rick Lee Jones, and this, the best disco record of the year, 1980. Gloria Gaynor. I will survive. Rush. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. I wonder how this woman would compare to that last, uh, some of those symptoms in that. Uh, not fair. Let me not go there. Uh, uh, 1999, Britney Spears. Starts a two-week run at number one. This song was originally written for TLC. She ended up with it, and it was huge for her. Baby, one more time. Hit me, baby, one more time. I won't comment on those lyrics. Uh, They renounced Trump. Will they get fellow conservatives to vote Biden? This is the story out of the Amazon Prime Washington Post today. It's got a big picture of three women. Alyssa Farrah Griffin, Cassidy Hutchison, and Sarah Matthews worked in Trump's White House. Now they're trying to keep him from getting back in. Sarah Matthews. A former deputy press secretary, President Donald Trump, is supporting Nikki Haley in the Republican primaries. But if her choices on Election Day are Trump and Joe Biden, she'll support Biden. We can survive bad policy from a second Biden administration, Matthew says, but I don't think we can survive a second Trump term in terms of our democracy. (laughs) Alyssa Farrah Griffin, who served as White House communications director, It's in a similar place. Donald Trump is a threat to democracy, and I will never support him. 
She doesn't know whether she'll support Biden, but she hasn't ruled it out. Cassie Hutchison, former aide to Mark Meadows, she has completely shut the door to supporting Trump as it encouraged people to vote for Biden. So they want to know, will they, these three, these three be able to uh, convince you conservatives out there, those of you who are conservatives, or maybe you're not a conservative, maybe you're a Democrat, you support Trump. Uh, These three women will be able to convince you. There is nothing that any of these women say that I take seriously I think one of the challenges for Donald Trump in the second term is to make sure that this type, this type, doesn't make it in the door. And there were plenty of these types trying to climb the ladder back when Donald Trump was in business, and they couldn't wait to get out and do the political backstab. We have a big, big immigration stack. I'm just going to go through some headlines, and then we'll go to call. Headlines. Illegal immigrant brother of Georgia homicide suspect accused of using fake immigration documents. Well, so the guy that killed that college student from Venezuela has a brother. And guess what? He's breaking the law, too. Aren't we surprised? Wow, we. More than 80 migrants, mostly from Senegal, discovered living in a cramped New York City basement where they sleep in shifts. Those of you out in Richmond Hill, Queens, near Liberty Avenue, it was a storefront. Guess what it's housing? 80. 40 migrants sleeping in the building's basement. The the number of people in this basement were really 80. They take shifts sleeping. 300 per month, each immigrant. 80 of them. Figure it out. The building owner, Abu Sar. Little bed. They have beds just lined up next to each other in the basement. 80 immigrants, mostly from Senegal. Right there, South Richmond, Queens. But don't worry, the Washington Post says these people are key. They're key. They are key to the roaring economy. They're the key. Sleeping out there side by side in shifts in Richmond Hill, Queens. Dr. Phil. This one you can find on the Daily BS. Dr. Phil tells the view that migrant children are being sent to known sex rings under the nose of DHS. Now, when I first started talking with the Countess of Conspiracy, and she started talking to me about children's sex rings, I must admit, I called her a kook. I later had to retract it. The number of undocumented children, girls, especially, that are coming in this country. And all of a sudden, no one knows where they are. No one knows how to track them. Is a disgrace. And if you think that there aren't sex rings operating in this country, abusing these girls that are coming, being brought to this country for one specific purpose, If you don't think this is real, the only thing I can tell you is start digging in and doing some research. It's real. And it's disgraceful. Next headline comes from ABC News. Armed bandits 
armed bandits rob migrants crossing border, border illegally. That's what the Border Patrol chief says. Politicians divided on immigration reform. Record number of migrants are set to come across the border. Yeah, they're key to the roaring economy. But there's a big problem down there near the border. Many of them being robbed, organized gangs, crime. Oh, here's another story. MS-13 gang member wanted in El Salvador for murder, arrested in Boston. Previously removed from the United States three times. Oh, only three? Yeah, this isn't his first, second, or even third rodeo with immigration authorities. 44-year-old has been removed from the United States not once, not twice, but three times before. According to the ERO Boston Field Office Director Tommy, uh, Todd Lyons, the arrest is a significant achievement. Safeguarding the community, the unlawfully present fugitive, is a member of the violent transnational criminal organization wanted for murder in his home country. Yet, walks over our borders not once, not twice, three times. Uh, last story here, New York Post. Most Americans support southern border wall, 61%. Call illegal immigration very serious problem. That's the Monmouth University poll. Most. Most Americans now. A majority of Americans. Over 60%. Build the wall. Let's head to the telephones. Debbie in Staten Island. Welcome. How are you? I'm fine, Bo. I think Nathan Wade and um, Fanny Willis, their Midnight at the Oasis rendezvous, perhaps they were checking each other's briefs. And those three women <laughs> that are going against Trump, they are the description of psychopaths. Aha! Aha! Well, as to Da Fanny, it appears to me that Da Fanny and Nathan have made some conflicting statements or statements. Look, I hope that this judge, I hope that what I heard today in testimony that says, I'm sitting there listening to this guy trying to weasel out of what he said. I'm saying, come on, I don't believe you. This You're lying. I hope that there's some way legally for the judge to reach the same conclusion. This guy was lying up a storm today by not trying to tell what he knew, by trying to contradict himself. This relationship between Fanny and between Da Fanny and Nathan has obviously been going on. You look at the cell records, that's going to be, uh, uh, the hearing on Friday will determine whether those cell records are going to be admitted in. Their, their story is, and they're digging the hole deeper. Every time more evidence comes, they come up with a new story. Now the story is, oh, yeah, no, we weren't together those midnight rendezvous that show us uh, being in the same place near Da Fanny, where she's keeping bundles of money underneath the pillow, by the way, because her daddy told her, you always have to have your money. It's a black thing. So yeah, so they weren't doing the booty business. They weren't doing the booty call at midnight from 3 a.m. before he slithers out of her place and goes back to his wife, that poor woman. No, they were out looking at crime scenes. They waited till midnight. And then old Nathan just slithered over to Fanny's. Da Fanny said, Da Fanny. Yeah, oh, wow, look at that boot. Uh, Duh, Fanny, I know what we should do tonight. Let's go look at some crime scenes, you and me. How, how's that, honey? And they said, and she said, Duh, Fanny, 
Well, I have to take my money with me because it's a black thing because my daddy told me you don't leave without keeping your money. So she grabbed like 15 grand, put it in a sack, and then they went, the two of them together, and started looking at crime scenes at 12 o'clock midnight until 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning before he slithered back home to his wife. That's what we're led to believe now. The, does, can, does anybody believe these two? They're an embarrassment. One can only hope that the judge sees what we see. Thank you for the call. Robert in Suffolk County, you're up next. Hi, James. A solution for illegal immigration by the states. The Foreign National Criminal Trespass Act. Every state legislature and governor that's willing to do it makes it a felony crime for illegal aliens, foreign nationals, to be in their state without authorization. Okay, here's the here's your problem. We have this pesky little document. That's what liberals think of it. There's this pesky little document that surfaces from time to time. It's called the Constitution of the United States. The Constitution is clear. And this is going to be interesting, given the arguments that Greg Abbott is making, that Texas has a sovereign right to defend itself. Let's see whether the courts will review that in coming years. But the feds own the immigration. It's there. It's in black and white. And I don't see how you get around that. Could be wrong, but it's in the Constitution. They're supposed to protect the borders. Thank you for the call. Oh, by the way, Michigan primary today. You know, Joe Biden went out yesterday, last night he was talking about, oh, you know, there might be a a ceasefire in Gaza by next Monday. He was eating ice cream. He was in New York. Went to some ice cream shop, licking on the ice cream. Not going to comment on that. Um, At least the tongue works. Um, And he was licking on ice cream, and he announced that there's going to be this ceasefire. Here's the thing. Nobody bothered to tell Hamas. Nobody told Benjamin Netanyahu and the Israeli government. There are, what is he talking about? No one's talking about a ceasefire. Now, why would Joe Biden, on the eve of the Michigan primary, which is today, why would Joe Biden go out and try to pretend that there's some deal in the works for a ceasefire in Gaza on the eve of the Michigan primary? Why in the world would he do that? We have to check in with Lou Dobbs. Why are we playing this, Diego? We are playing this because... Because on this day in 1948, Eddie Gray from American Rock Band, Tommy James and the Shondells, who had the 1966 U.S. number one single, Hanky Panky, and the U.S. Uh, the U.K., sorry, 1968 number one single, Money Money, and the hit, I Think We're Alone Now, he was born today on 1948. That's why we're playing it. <laughs> Eddie Gray, happy birthday from us at WABC. Checking in with Lou Dobbs. More of your calls coming up. Keep it right here. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush and
after 14 weeks at number one on the U.S. singles chart, this song became the longest ever chart topper, taking over from Boys to Men into the road. It became the second biggest single ever in the United States. Whitney Houston from the Bodyguard soundtrack. 14 weeks at number one in 1993. Michael Bearden on keyboards. to the telephone silas in staten island gotta make it quick what's on your mind this afternoon okay yeah um the as far as the trade with the women yes they're bringing people in some are just living with guys with money you know the is bringing people into this country uh and yes it's true that's what's happening you know and as far as um what has to be dug into even if they cheated and um Joe Biden got back in office. Couldn't he leave after he's in office and then assign another Democrat? Well, it wouldn't be assigned. Then it would fall constitutionally to the vice president of the United States. That Lord, that led George Will, I think it was. And a lot of people don't know who he is anymore, sad to say. But George Will wrote a column, uh, I believe. Well, I think it was George Will. That, 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 yeah, Joe Biden needs to fix his Kamala problem. It needs to actually fix the vice president problem because it would fall to her if he got in and something happened. So absolutely. Mark, in Staten Island, you are up next. Hi, two things. Each state that borders Canada or Mexico, that's also a state border. So that entitles the government to protect it. Two, uh, 1.8 billion divided among 17 million people is $108.55. That's what's going to cure hunger in the world. With, I mean, it, at the same time, they're begging us to give $60 billion. Joe Biden saying, oh, yeah, by the way, let's spend the $1.7 billion and, and let's get rid of hunger by 2030. But let's give Ukraine $60 billion today. What's wrong with this picture? Thank you, Mark. Sandra in New Jersey, you are up next. Hi, James. I, you know, I don't understand something. Crime is, in, crime is increasing with the immigrants coming here. And yet yes. Biden, is pushing, Biden is pushing for a cut in funding for detention beds. They yes. we have 34000 They want to make it 25000 yes. Shouldn't it be the opposite? I don't understand what, that. Wait a minute. What don't you understand? <laughs> why, why, why is it so hard to figure out? Look, just, just here, here's, here's the only number that you need to know. Seven million. Seven million illegal immigrants into the United States. Now, I quickly want to say something about immigrants and crime because I talk about these gangs coming in. Let us remember that the majority of these people coming here are not criminals. However, they should never. Wait a minute. I should. Let me back up. They're not criminal other than they've come across the United States illegally, which is a crime. And documents. Documents. 
Well, let me just say this. We got to fix this problem. Seven million. Seven million. In six years. No, less than, no, less than four years. Seven million. That's it for us for the day. Boy, this hour goes quick. Fastest hour in media history. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you, your families, and your loved ones. Love and gratitude for your being here with me and allowing me to be with you. God willing, we are back tomorrow for the Wednesday edition of Boston Early's Rush Hour. And until then, my friends, bye.